Oh, I want people to understand that building a financial education for your kids doesn't have to be hard. And the best way to do that is to make it part of a practice, to make it part of your everyday life, not sitting down with a book and a lesson and pulling your hair out, trying to teach a kid who doesn't want to learn something. It can be as simple as like, you made $5 today. Here's what you can buy, or here's what you can save towards and making it so that the kid is enjoying using money and letting money work for them. So here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential, growing to the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? Well, that's the big question. In this podcast, we'll help you answer those questions and more. My name is Brent, and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. Big shout out to Fallible Nation. You guys keep us on the air, and a warm welcome to our first-time listeners. Thank you for spending some time with us and giving us a chance. My name is Brent, and today my special guest is Marie Collins Harris, which I'm sure I said wrong founder of Catch Shop and mother of three feral children. I absolutely love that that's the way she phrased it. Marie, welcome to the show. Hi, Mari. Mari. <laughs> nice uh, to, yeah, that's all right. Everyone gets it wrong. Um, hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super happy to be on the show. Uh, I love that you put on your bio, three mother of three feral children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I... I think most children are a little bit feral because that's kind of our job as parents is to right. teach them how to fit into whatever culture you're raising them in. But I mean, it, it takes a surprisingly long time. And, you know, my oldest is eight and I'm still like watching him eat spaghetti. It's like all over his face and his hands and my tables and the cat. I'm like, how, how have you not learned this yet? So, Yeah. yeah. Not Feral all children. parents have a sense of humor about it. That's what that's what I always am, am just mind blown by. Sarah and I were doing a parenting class last year at our church. We had all these our our daughters are now eleven, and the other ones all turning nine next month. Mm -hmm. And we had all these young parents with like toddlers in the group. And Sarah said, "There are days I just do not like my children. I love them, mm. I do not like them." And yeah. the look of horror on some of the parents' faces is like dude, chill. You're going to have those days, right? Oh, I mean, I feel like I had most of those days in the first year. It was like, you can't communicate yet. And it, I don't know. I didn't have a lot of time spent around kids before I suddenly was in charge of one of my, on my own. And so it was like, how come like I'm putting all my effort into making this child healthy and strong and sleeping and clean and He's not doing the things that I want him to do. Why don't I have control over him? So I think, yeah, I'm sorry that you didn't have a more welcoming space. I feel like as parents, that's the number one thing we can offer to each other is like, yeah, it's hard. Um, and, you know, we all mess up, but for us, it was just like we, we've done parenting yeah. classes before and both of us grew up helping with kids we, we both grew up working like the church nurseries and stuff like that my dad was a minister so i grew up in the church and so we grew up taking care of little kids as long as we can remember so when we mm -hmm. had kids it was like 
eh. yeah but it was just so funny to see all these younger parents because i don't feel like my kids are that old but seeing all these younger parents who have like you know toddlers and newborns going like how could you say that about your child dude sense of, <laughs> sense of humor because it's gonna be a long 18 years otherwise yeah for sure having a sense of humor about parenting is the best way to make it enjoyable for everyone because if you're too serious about it it's gonna just be a miserable time for you and for the kid right totally agree now mari we start the show pretty simple with just a random trivia question so are you ready oh good I'm so <laughs> good at trivia <laughs> Which Hollywood director made his directorial debut with Duel in 1971? Is it A, George Lucas, B, Martin Scorsese, C, Steven Spielberg, or D, Woody Allen? Duel? I've never even heard of that movie, but I'm going to go with Martin Scorsese because it sounds like a fighting kind of movie. Am I right? I will. We'll find out later. We'll come back to that, guys. Rules, don't look ahead. Don't okay. look it up. Play the game with us. We'll come back to it. Well, yeah. Now yeah. I just want to Google it and see if I was <laughs> right. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Okay. It's easy to do when you're doing this on a computer, right? It's like, I got to see, keep myself from doing stuff in the background yeah, sometimes. See? Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't do a huge introduction. So in your own words today, who is Mari Collins Harris? Um, I am, as you said, the mother of three feral children. Um, I've recently started a company with my husband, Nick, and we are trying to help kids learn financial basics through an online shopping app. So the way it works, it, well, I'm not going to go into that yet. I, we'll get there. um, yeah, we'll get there. Cause I'm talking about myself. Um, I am a designer. I am um, an artist. I'm a dancer. I'm a cook. I'm a gardener. I'm a person who uh, really enjoys like the tactile things in life. Um, I really love being around people. I love conversations. And um, I just I like experiencing new things. So and trying new challenges. So that's, that's who I am at this point in my life. Okay. Mari, if you could have, am I saying that right? I'm trying. Mari? Mm -hmm. No, right. perfect. Perfect. If you could have a conversation with anyone, present or past, who would it be and why? Mm. You know, I listened to some of your earlier podcasts, and so I knew this one was coming. And I tried to think of all these people in history that I would like to talk to. And I realized that I don't really care about what people from the way back days felt or did because we can read about them. So I think my answer is going to be someone who's alive today. And the most influential person that I could think of right now is Emily Oster. Um, she wrote a series of data driven parenting books, and they deeply changed the way I approached my own parenting all from pregnancy all the way through like scheduling soccer and extracurricular activities and she she's an economist who brings data to the table instead of just relying on the old wives tales of you know don't eat sushi when you're pregnant don't like let your baby sleep on their side all these different things you're told as a parent to be afraid of she dove into those and sussed out like what actually matters and what you know 
doesn't really matter in the long run and is likely to be proven wrong in the future. So yeah, she, like you said, having a sense of humor about things and not sweating it. Um, she helped me not sweat parenthood quite as much. So yeah, she's out there. She's doing great stuff. If you ever talk to her, tell her I want to hang out. Uh, will do. Will do. I would absolutely be open to having that conversation. <laughs> Parenting is it's, it's amazing, right? Parenting is one of those things where there are, you know, a million books on parenting, but in, and you can prep and you can prep, but until you actually get in the saddle and have your own kids. I mean, I had so many foregone conclusions about what I would do with kids because I worked with children for so long. Mm-hmm. And then I had my kids and it's like, uh, well, maybe not. You know? Yeah. Well, there's, there's a difference between like working with kids for your eight hour shift and then going and being able to do whatever you want for the rest of your day or life or weekend and versus like, oh, whatever I do now is going to affect how my child sleeps tonight, which affects how I'm going to sleep tonight. So it's a, it's a longer game to be a parent than, yeah. than a babysitter for sure. There are things you just don't process. It's like, oh, if I say this today, how's that going to screw up my life six months from now? <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. If for I set sure. a hard, fast rule now, this is the standard. Am I going to have to go back on that in six months? And then that's going to unplug me kid. Yeah. There are things you just don't process, no matter how much you think you're ready until it's your kid. Yeah, I know. I In our family, we've been really working on, like, when we make consequences, to make them consequences that we actually stick to and not say, like, well, if you don't do this, it's going to be straight to bed right now, even though it's five o'clock. And it's like, we can't do that. We can't enforce that. That's going to just be a bummer of a night for all of us. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, ixnay on the ex-thray if you can. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's highly important is making sure that you're using consequences that you're actually going to stick to. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't, you lose all credibility anyways in your kid's eyes. They're like, oh, well, that they, yeah, they're going to scream. For sure. They don't care. They're, they're not actually going to do anything. Yeah. And then yeah. that's a huge fight. Mario, what's your favorite ice cream? Ooh, you know, I was, I was a strawberry lover for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've recently switched to um like any kind of peanut butter and chocolate combination ideally it's going to be like a peanut butter base with chocolate swirls and maybe chunks of like you know peanut butter cups that's like primo for me Ooh, that does sound good i'm gonna have to go down making me hungry (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna have to stop i'm gonna stop recording and go get ice cream i think yeah yeah Mari, what is a talent you have that some people might think is silly? A talent that I have that some people think is silly. Um, I'm a very good freeform dancer. And by that, I mean, like, if I were to be doing choreography, I would be the worst. Like, I'm that person in the back of the class who can't get all the moves on time. But if we're just out and about and there's a beat, it doesn't matter if it's a farmer's market or a grocery store or, you know, a bar. I love to dance. I'll dance with anyone at any time or by myself. So awesome. Uh, very free form. No, that's, that's awesome, man. I, I, 
I think it's a very big gift to just be so moved by music that you can't help but respond. It's, uh, it's such a joy to be able to move your body and like feel it inside and not just, you know, kind of sit on the side and bounce your head. Um, mm -hmm. And I think even like if you're dancing badly, it still brings people joy just that you're uninhibited enough. What purchase $100 or less have you made in the last year that's had the biggest impact on your life? This one's tough. Um, feel like I don't buy little things that much that make a difference. It's like maintenance stuff. Um, but I got my husband a personal sauna for his birthday. Um, he was threatening to convert our hall closet into a sauna. And so I bought him, it's basically like a laundry basket that you zip yourself into all the way up to your neck. And it has like a little steamer underneath. And so you sit in this chair in a laundry basket with your head poking out and, um, and then it steams you. And so I got it for him kind of as a joke, but he ended up using, he used it like every single night of the winter. And then whenever I'm sick, um, I just use it a bunch and it's like, cut my colds in half. Um, I had COVID at around New Year's and I was just like living in that sauna. So um, yeah, it was it was a cheap joke that turned into a lifestyle change. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a profound impact. That's absolutely fair game. I guess so. I guess oh, so. There, there's, there are no wrong answers in this show. You, you just can't strike out here. So, <laughs> what are you most proud of? Um... I think I'm most proud of the fact that I'm a pretty reasonable person and I feel like I'm really good at admitting when I'm wrong and moving forward and trying to encourage the people in my life to do the same, not shaming them when they make a mistake. I'm working on that with kids because, you know, sometimes it's hard, but, you know, letting them back into the fold um, after a mistake and like being able to show love and help them grow as well, which is something I'm trying to do for myself. Um, not beat myself up over things that I got wrong or um, chores I didn't accomplish or failures of my past. I'm trying to shake everything off and just keep moving forward. And um, I think that kind of resiliency, if I can pass that along to my kids, then I've done a good job. All right. I like that. Resiliency is incredibly important. Underrated, for sure. For sure. What is something everyone should know about you before we dig into the subject of today's show? Mm. <clears throat> um, I used to be in um, a startup in San Francisco. And so one of my jobs there was to take incredibly complex concepts like insurance. It was mainly around how insurance works and break that down so that it was manageable little bite-sized pieces of information that a fourth grader could understand. So that's one of my specialties is being able to like really dig in, find something that seems really intimidating and figure out a way to order it and structure it so that everyone can understand it. Um, especially like adding visuals and cartoons and uh, illustrations and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, it's my superpower, I guess. Okay. 
Now, guys, we've been spending a little time just getting to know who Mari is before we dig into the show. In the next part of the show, we're going to start digging into life skills for our kids because there are a lot of life skills that aren't being taught in public education, things that we have to deal with as parents and make sure we equip our kids for. We're going to roll into our first sponsor, and we will be right back with more from Mari Collins-Harris. How well do you sleep at night? Do you toss and turn and wake up more tired than when you went to bed? Sleep is commonly one of the critical elements people fall short on in their life. The quality of sleep you get directly affects your ability to control your weight, your ability to add muscle, your stress levels, and your everyday job and life performance. If you're ready to move to the next level, then sleep has to be part of the plan. Check out our friends at ghostbed.com if you're ready to get your best sleep. I love my ghost bed. I've been sleeping on one for a couple of years and has made a huge difference in how I sleep. Hit ghostbed.com and use the code thefallibleman30 to get 30% off your order and start getting better night's sleep tomorrow. Now, let's go on to the show. Welcome back, guys. In the first part of the show, we were spent some time just getting to know who Mari is. In this part of the show, we're going to start talking about some life skills for our kids. As parents, it's up to us to instill intelligence and education into our children and help them learn the things they need to. And not all the time is that going to come from the education system. Whatever your format of education system is, there are pieces that are missing from that that as parents, we need to make sure our kids have. Now, where I want to start is with prioritization. One of the things that you guys talk about with your program, with your app, is prioritization and learning to decide what's important having to choose. For sure. I, I don't think that's something that's taught very often. It's not something you I taught. No, and I think in the world our kids are living in now, it's harder than ever because everything is instant gratification all the time. You open up a phone and it's like, I can look at beautiful people. I can look at beautiful places. I can buy whatever I want and expect it later. Like everything is just boom, 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 gimme, gimme, gimme. So we are, we're primed to expect that kind of like, I want it, I have it. But you have limited resources, right? Like you don't have, well, I don't know about you. I have limited resources. So I, I'm not going to be able to have every single thing I want. And my kids have even more limited resources and they get, they get a lot of what they want, but um, it's up to them to choose what's important. And so I think um, teaching your child to be able to think into the future and say like, yeah, you want a candy bar right now because there's a candy bar right here, but you've been saving up for a bike. And if you had a bike, you could ride to, your friend Max's house whenever you want to, instead of asking for a ride. Like what's more important to you, having a candy bar right now or having freedom and a bike? <laughs> and so having having those discussions is super important to helping children like think about it. And they're not always gonna make the right choice. You know, like half the time, they're more than half the time usually, they'll choose the candy bar because it is that instant gratification. But being able to see the results of their choices is equally important because, you know, then you can say, Hey, you know, you're this close to having that bike. If you hadn't eaten that candy bar, you'd be there. We'd have a bike, but now we have to wait a little bit longer and that's okay. You know, it, childhood is the time to learn those skills of like delaying gratification and prioritizing what's important to you, making a plan and getting there. 
I, I actually run into this. So I, we do a host a men's conference every year called the Phoenix conference. And I also work in a youth conference still with the church that I've been part of for like 16 years now and pre-registration, like the night for the youth conference, we'll have 30 kids pre-register. When we're prepping, we buy food for 150 people, regardless of what pre-registration looks like. Because Are they just know. really hungry kids or what? No, no, because we'll have 30 people pre-register, chaperones and kids. We'll have 100 plus people walk through the door in time for registration that night. Mm. I mean, people travel. Last minute. Them. Yeah, people travel from like Oregon and I live in central Washington. People travel from Oregon and Montana, Idaho, Canada for this event. It's been around for 46 years now. And we're just we're just the latest group of directors running it. But yeah, we have people, we'll have a hundred plus people show up at the door every year, like clockwork, as long as I've been doing this. We have oh, 30 people, right? We have this massive facility rented. Uh, thousands of dollars into that. We have bought a food for over 100 people, 100, 150. And we end up having to go buy more food almost every year. Because, you know, you'd think if people were traveling, they'd want to make sure they'd reserved a spot, you know, and be able to get in, not like fly all the way to Washington, show up on the day of and be like, oh, now these, oops. Th these are all driving in from like church youth groups in the region, right? But I mean, mm. some of them drive seven, eight hours to get here. Wow. But I used to be a youth minister in another part of the state years ago. And it seems like a lifetime ago. And I had, I had the same problem because I grew up, my parents were like, if you don't pre-register, you're not going, period. And so when I was a yeah. youth minister at this other church, the first youth event we had, I didn't have any kid pre-register. And so two days before the parents were like, okay, so, you know, what do the kids need to bring on this trip? I was like, what are you talking about? What do they need to bring? No one registered. We're not going as a group. My kid wants to go. They should have pre-registered. Oh, well, wow. no, they, I said, well, you can take them. As as a church group, we're not going. Yeah, yeah. Really I mean, that's a lot to coordinate parents. last minute. Yeah, like, yeah. Bringing a bunch of kids with no preparation, like, yeah, yeah. It it's all about that foresight rough. and being able to, to see the future, so to speak. And I, I mean, I have the same thing with my men's conference. I had, I think 12 people pre-register. We had 80 people there. Yeah. Well, better than the other way around, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I, I have this conversation with adults all the time. It's like prioritization, man, life is full of choices. Pick something and commit to it. Don't wait till the last second, but everybody these days is like, wait until the last second to make decisions on like big decisions mm -hmm. to see if something well, and wrong. you know i think a lot of people hope myself included sometimes hope that like oh maybe at the last minute i will have a better option that i want to do or yeah, you yeah. know maybe win the lottery. maybe yeah. yeah maybe something will happen that i want to do more but almost always i like having a plan better mm -hmm. as long as um as long as it's a plan that is of my choosing <laughs> Yeah. Getting, getting people to learn to prioritize their finances, prioritize their time, these things that you have set amounts of or set resources mm -hmm. on is, is very, I feel like it's become very complicated for a lot of people these days. It's just not something we're like, no, you can have it all. Yeah. No, you can't. 
no, you can't. You can't have all the time. You can't have all the money. You can't have all the stuff. And so, I'm, I mean, I feel like there has been a move towards minimalism lately. Like, mm-hmm. you hear about it all over the place. And it's not just minimalism in, you know, get rid of your tchotchkes. It's minimalism in terms of, like, what you commit to, how you spend your time. You aren't overbooking yourself. You're kind of making sure that you say no enough that your life feels manageable. And it's hard because, you know, every day it's, there's a thing with your kid's soccer team and there's a thing with your church and there's a thing at the neighbor's house and there's another thing. And so if you say yes to everything, then you're not really enjoying any of them because you're thinking like, oh, I can only be here for a half hour and then I got to go do this other thing. So I think it's not just about prioritizing the things you bring into your life. It's prioritizing the way you spend your time too. Right. So I, I love that y'all have built this into as something that is fostered through your app you've built. And that leads like we talked about finances, right? You catch prioritize your finances. I know my youngest daughter does not get this. Like my eight year old, my, my 11 year old will stack up money until she can buy something. Mm-hmm, we'll mm-hmm. still buy a couple little things. The eight yeah. Old, like, I got two bucks. Let's go to the dollar store. For sure. How do you give your children money? We're we're really careful about that. So my kids can actually earn money. I pay them to learn books. Mm-hmm, right. Okay. Uh, I actually go through, and I mean they have a great deal because I will go and find age appropriate books that teach them things like uh, entrepreneurship, marketing design, economics, stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Financial planning. I pay them. I find the age-appropriate books. They have to read the book and write a book report. And I mean, it's really simple book report. Yeah. And I pay them $10 a book. I buy the book. They just have to do it. That's awesome. Like a teeny tiny job that's better, that makes you better. To further drive the point home, when I introduced the concept, I started with one. Um, Have you seen... Was the Ninja series on Amazon? Uh, um, I've seen a bunch of Ninja series on Amazon. Yeah, it's the last name. The author is M I N H. They're they're little kids books. Okay. Um, but they she had a great book that was uh, Money Ninja, and I mean it was okay. like oh yeah yeah we have one of those books. levels right. Yeah. And then it introduced the concept of there was more to do with money than just spending it. It introduced the idea of saving, donating, and reutilizing it to build more income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I when that. I made this agreement with them, they out of the $10, they keep six. They have to invest two, save one, and donate one. Nice. It's like the save, spend, give jars of days of old. Right. Or I guess currently a lot of people still use that, but yeah, that's what a cool idea. Um, You're bettering your kids and like teaching them the skills to navigate the world. I love that. Then of course they get the things like, you know, birthday cards, grandparents, aunts and uncles. They have lots of aunts and uncles to, you know, shop them with money and grandparents or stuff like that. But then we, we kind of limit it after that. It's it's things like uh, we've let our daughter Earl start mowing the lawn every now and then and giving her 10 bucks for it or something. 
if they're working towards something, we try and foster ways for them to earn some money through helping mm-hmm. out more, more than they would normally do so, but they still have to earn it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. For a while. Most of the time. For sure. It's, I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. And like everywhere you look, there's going to be, you know, you have to do it this way or you have to do it that way. But I think in the end, it's like, are you paying attention? Are you putting the effort in and are you getting your kid excited about this? Mm -hmm. Because like a kid's enthusiasm is the best predictor for how long they're going to be attentive to that subject. You know, if like money making for your kid is arduous and annoying, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not going to work out for the long term. But yeah, it sounds like, um, sounds like you have a pretty good system set up. I, I, we're trying lots of things. They have a, they have their own little business. Uh, we've seen like the shops like Redbubble. It's a website. Yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar with that. they, They have their own Redbubble shop. They sit down because I do all the merchandise for my business. I already had the design tools. Yeah. So I sit down with them and help them put together their own designs to sell in Redbubble as well. Oh, cool. That's awesome. I, I love that you're supporting their entrepreneurship so early. Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of us out there starting our own things and nobody knows how to do it. I wish I'd had that kind of education right? when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's why it's like, I was never taught this, but yeah. we talked about charity a little bit, right? I love this idea of globally teaching our kids to be globally aware of other people, other needs, other ideas. Yeah. Um, I, I totally agree. And like, I, there's the whole, you know, think globally, act locally. Mm -hmm. And uh, lately, you know, we, I try and encourage my children to donate to bigger organizations that are more efficient with the money, you know, like project aware is like, a snorkeling scuba diving nonprofit that like is rebuilding reefs, stuff like that. But you know, like for us, we don't live near the ocean. We're in Lake Tahoe. So it's not changing our lives. We all love the ocean, but we see it like twice a year, maybe. Um, But we've been doing more um, support of like local organizations, making sure that, you know, there's a bike path that goes along the lake instead of cars or, going um tomorrow we're going to be doing a cleanup in the um along the lake and it's like a kind of cleanup party which i think is a great way to get kids starting to volunteer so it's like a group activity instead of just like you and me are going to go with some gloves and buckets and see what we can do right it's it's a bigger idea just the fact that and i love that you've built this in right with your planning your app to have the option to start to enter because right i i can teach my kids to get money at church or like mm-hmm. uh, my kids like to send money to the australian zoo uh steve Irwin's old zoo hmm. his family runs they yeah. absolutely love uh what's going on there that we've never been we want to go that's like a dream vacation but well maybe someday right yeah yeah we're we're gonna get there but they they love they, they like to watch the the Irwin show or whatever um, yeah. he has and stuff like that. So like, I'll send some money there. We can send money to them. Okay. <laughs> but it's like, as a parent, how do you, how do you foster that? How do you teach them? It's like, Hey, you know what? 
taking what's yours and helping other people. That's, that's an incredible thing. That's powerful. Yeah. And giving them the ability to feel good about it afterwards. Like, so my kids, um, you know, through Cat Shop, they'll do donations to different organizations that they're passionate about. And every time I'm like singing it from the rooftops, it's like two or three bucks at a time. You know, it's not like big donations, but it's more the act of being charitable that I'm trying to encourage. So I'll like post on social media and tell grandma and grandpa and make sure that my kids are always there when I'm doing it so that they can hear that I'm proud of them and that they should be proud of themselves because I mean, we all want a better world, but we also all want to feel like we're appreciated for the efforts we put in. And, um, I think it's so important that kids get celebrated for when they do things well. And guys, I mean, this is one of those things, right? As parents, we, we struggle with these things. How do we, confer these values to our children? How do we reinforce them and encourage them? How do we even breach some of these things? Because this is something that's going to fall on your head. Mom, dad, both, doesn't matter who's listening to the show. This is something that falls on our head as parents. And it, it is, it's complicated to breach. Not every kid is going to be like, yay, let's talk about money. Mm -hmm. Let's spend mm -hmm. it, right? Introducing, these are, these are bigger concepts even for some adults. And so having ways to breach these topics and deal with them is really, really important as you invest in your kids. Now, I wanted to talk about these things because these are things that all of us as parents have a responsibility to bring to our kids. And in the next segment of the show, we're going to talk to Mari about her app, the Cut Shop app, and how this can actually help this. I'm really, I'm really excited about this, Mari, because I think you put together something spectacular that's going to help parents uh, actually reach these subjects is way easier. I spent a lot of time with some of these ideas I have with my kids. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out, I was like, how do I actually talk about this with an eight-year-old, right? I mean, I was, yeah. I knew I, I wanted mean, to, but I, how do you do Having it? a structure, having a structure there so that it's not just like figuring it out on your own and throwing ideas in front of your kid. It's going to be a lot easier if there's a system in place. And I'm so excited to get into that. So guys, we're going to roll to our next sponsor, but please, you know, I don't promote things I don't believe in guys. I have never in the history of the show ever talked about an app or a specific piece of technology and said, you need to do this. This is how, how much I think this is important guys. I think this is an incredible opportunity because I've seen the importance of my kid's life as I've been trying to teach them these things without having set tools. This is such an incredible opportunity for you to introduce some of these bigger ideas to your kids in a safe and secure way and make these conversations happen. So we're gonna roll our sponsor and we will be right back with more and more. Now, before we go any further, I wanted to share with you guys, I don't always tell you how much I love doing my podcast. Like I passionately love what I'm doing. And one of the things that makes my life better as a podcaster is to work with a company like Grow Your Show. Grow Your Show is a one-stop podcast do it all. Now, I use Grow Your Show for my marketing, but Grow Your Show is literally a one-stop shop. You can record your episode and just drop it off with them and they take it from there. It's amazing. If you are interested in picking up podcasting as a hobby, or maybe you're looking to expand your business and use podcasting in that aspect, 
talk to my friends over at grow your show adam will take care of you i guarantee it i trust him he's my friend he's my business colleague and i wouldn't trust anybody else with my show welcome back guys in the last part of the show we were discussing some life skills that are really important for our kids it's kind of on our head the education system isn't teaching your kids this you as parents have to instill some of these values and some of this knowledge into your children in this part of the show we're going to talk about Mari's app, the Ketchup Shop app, because she is bridging that gap. She is giving parents a way to introduce these bigger concepts and help your children raise more intelligent awareness about finances and priorities and everything else that we've been talking about so far. So Mari, I, I would love for you to share the story of where Ketchup Shop started, and then we'll go into it from there. Yeah, so it was, the summer of 2020 and my then five-year-old really wanted an RC car. And I am a little tight when it comes to the type of things I like to let into my house. We had a new baby at the time and the idea of like an RC car, just ripping through the yard, running over babies, tearing up plants. I was just like, I don't want it. I don't want that in my home. But he was willing to work for it and he wanted to raise enough money to buy it himself. And I, how can you say no to that? Right. So, um, I gave him a bunch of chores he could do. It was like raking pine needles, putting pine cones into bags, vacuuming. You know, he worked for a while, like several weeks. And finally he had enough money to, um, afford the RC car. So then he's like, all right, I got it let's go to the toy store but it's the height of covid so we're like eh, not gonna go to the toy store for i don't know six months a year nobody knows um so we looked on amazon and we started scrolling i typed in like remote controlled car and it came back with literally a hundred thousand options and a lot of them looked exactly the same it was like the same exact picture with a different name and a different price there was like little tiny ones that are taken in like a close-up shot. So they look big. There were like ones that cost $500. It was just, it was all over the place. And so of course him being a five-year-old was like, I want that one. I want that one. I want that one. I want this other thing. That's not even in our C car, but it's showing up. I just, I want it all. And it's so easy to just click these buttons. And so I was just sitting next to him at the computer, like wringing my hands with anxiety. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I do not want my child to buy the wrong thing while he signed into my Amazon account. Cause he could do anything. Like if I step away for a moment, he could look up like guns for all I know. So I felt like I had to sit right next to him. Most likely he would have bought like 12 RC cars. Um, and so this experience that should have been like yay you worked hard you achieved your goal let's like get your reward instead became this battle between parent and child about you know me trying to manage this one's too expensive you can't afford it that one looks cheap this one you know is inappropriate for our household because of the baby and so all i wanted was a way to put forward a managed set of options and then allow my child to go through it and on his own time decide which one he wanted and then be like mom can i get this one and then all i have to do is say yes 
I just didn't want to keep saying no over and over and over again. So we looked around and there's nothing out there like that. There's nothing that lets the child shop autonomously, but still allows the parent to have control over what enters the home and what purchases are made by the child. So that was kind of the origin story where I was like, wow, this is something that my family could definitely use. And we still use to this day. And I bet there's a lot of other families out there who also want to teach their child how to shop like a smart, educated person, but you don't want to micromanage it. And so being able to get him into the system of ketchup and step out a little bit and let him go through the cycles of yes and no, rather than me micromanaging him has been the best thing our families had. Okay. So, sorry, I was digging here, figuring out if I could actually share my screen off my phone <laughs> onto this. So guys, this, this app is a way for you to work with your kids, right? This is incredible thing. How does this drive it all home? Right. Let, let's walk us through this because you guys don't charge for this app. No, we're a free app and we, we basically allow parents to, to set up an account for their child. And then both parents and kids can look for things that they want to add to their child's shop. And so, um, you can look through browse, which is just an assortment of things that we've gone through and been like, is it safe? Is it appropriate? Is it well rated? Like basically the things we'd recommend, or you can just search and find anything in the world within like, you know, safety boundaries. Um, Cause we have been working really hard to make sure that your child can't buy an AK 47 or like a bottle of tequila or, you know, a blow up doll. We have, um, safety parameters in place so that when your child is on the app, you can feel more secure knowing that it's not the wild west out there. So anyway, you and your kid add things to the shop, then you can send your kid money for allowance, for uh, reading, for chores, whatever. And then your child has the ability to use that money to save up for a goal and track their progress towards the goal, uh, to buy things or to uh, donate to charities of their choice. And so when the child does decide to buy something, the, the parent gets an email that says like, hey, you know, your kid wants to buy um, a stuffed animal. And so then you can say yes or no. And the parent always has the last say. So you don't have anything like showing up on your doorstep by surprise. Um, so yeah, um, it is a way for parents to give their child autonomy and to learn through practice rather than preach. Uh, sorry, I was, I was determined. I thought I could share my screen on my phone. We um, do have a web app too. I, um, I wanted so to pull up the the thing so y'all could see it all. On the If you're watching the YouTube, we're trying here. We're trying. Hmm. <laughs> you have a web app as well? So, yeah, if you go to app.ketchup.com, um, that's the web app. And then you can sign in and see your account. So you can use the app either from your mobile device or your web browser. Ooh, that's good. I like web browser option. 
I'm I'm much more likely to sit down with my kids on a web browser than I am on my phone. Yeah, bigger screen and yeah, it drives me insane. Less grabby. Mm-hmm. Doing it with uh, my kids on the phone, it's like the phone's only so big, man. Okay, so here yeah. we're gonna I'm gonna share this out and we'll go with this. Uh, uh, I can do this. Guys, if you are watching this, are you listening to this? Okay, we're going to share it out on the screen. So you might check out the YouTube version of this. Uh, and we're going to add this in so y'all can see. Because I just set up my account. I want you guys to be able to see this from parent side. So if you're on the YouTube version with us, I apologize. I know this is a podcast, guys. This was visual. <laughs> worth it, okay? Just download. Same time. Just download the app and do it yourself. Yeah, download the app. <laughs> but... Okay, this is the parents' view of it on the web app. Okay, and you've got browsing. Like, this is super user-friendly. Honestly, I set this up in like five minutes today, just getting my kids settled in, putting some stuff in their carts, right? I can go in and look at their cart, go, what does Abby have? Oh, that's Abby's account. Never mind. Can't look at that. One of the cool things um, that we added is the ability for you to add a custom item. So let's say you're shopping for something very specific. Like uh, we had a kid who was really into horseback riding. And so she wanted a very specific saddle and it wasn't something that you just find browsing the internet. Mm -hmm. You can make your own custom product and add a price and a link and all that kind of stuff. Um, But since we added that ability, it's been really interesting because people use it not just for buying the saddles, but also like, oh, uh, I'll take you and your friends to pizza on Friday. That'll cost like 30 bucks. And so the kid is able to like have experiences or, you know, we're going to go to Disneyland. That'll be a thousand dollars. And so the, the parent and child can work together to um, price out experiences as well as products which has been really cool in our family too. That's very, very cool. I did not know that about that. I'm just, I'm liking your app more and more as we go, Mari. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we use a so lot of experiences. My oldest son has been working for probably a year towards uh, a chocolate tour in Hawaii. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, that's gonna, the chocolate tour is only 30 bucks, but the Hawaii part is a little bit more. So yeah, that's, that's a we got a lot purchases. to save towards. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's one of those things where you are helping your child dream towards the future and save towards something that matters to them. And whether that's, you know, a bike or a trampoline or a s- video game or a trip to Hawaii, whatever it is, as long as your kid is working towards it and focused on it, then you're winning. So I can put money in here for me. I can have like other family members who send us money. Like we yep. in here. Yep. And you can share your child's shop with family, which is really handy at um, days like birthdays, Christmas, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the nice part um, is within your child's shop, which is all the items that you put in. You can hide things like if my kid's been really get by trying to buy a lot of horror books and I'm like, oh, I don't really want these and they're not age appropriate. So I'm just going to hide them. And so they never show up again. Once I hide an item, it's gone. 
Um, and then when you share your shop with friends and family, they can also see like things that the kid wants that are also parent approved. It's not just things that the parent decided your child might want. Right. Um, it's, so that's it's been really cool. curatable. Yeah. And uh, the last feature I wanted to talk about is that you can set limits to how big the shop is because sometimes your kid might add 150 items and it's like, yeah, like those are all cool things. But if you got the last item on that list, would you really be happy about it? So there's the ability to filter it down to only 25 and you can turn it on and, or off. But if you have 25 items as a cap, it makes your child have to prioritize what goes in there. It can't be like 25 of the exact same thing. It's you have to make some choices around what you care about. So I've instituted that on all of my kids' accounts. So they always are like pushing something out to put something new in. Okay. I love that feature. And and they can donate in this. Yeah. Yeah. You can donate to a wide range of established uh, nonprofits. Or, you know, you can even create, similar to the product, you can create your own charitable cause. So if you can't find your church, you could add your church. Or it could be like, oh, uh, our neighbor Mary down the street broke her leg. Let's save up to buy her a ramp or let's um, let's earn some money so that we can help our friend who, you know, got a cancer diagnosis. And so it doesn't have to be a charity. It can be whatever cause is important to you and your family. Okay. Now I feel an important part to clarify here is there's not money in the app guys. Okay. Correct. Yeah. You're not putting so you do have to reconcile this with your bank account. Your child is putting money in your accounts or their accounts, depending on if you have a checking account for your child. But this sends a bill, right? And I have yeah. to Yeah. So so the way it works is all the money is virtual. That way if you forget about it or your child forgets about it or you know a donation or purchase is made, it's not like the money is gone. It's virtual money that only exists within the app. And then when your child checks out on something, it'll send you an invoice and says like, hey, your kid wants to buy um, these coloring books and sends you to a link where you can go buy the coloring books. So, you know, it's more of like a way to manage how much money your kid has. So for example, we have a neighbor up the street who's a baker and we go visit every Thursday when she has her pop-up sale and my kid always wants to get like a cookie or something. So it's like two bucks. It's like, Oh, I want two bucks. Now, normally I would have to carry $2 in my pocket to give to him to give to her, or he would have to take care of it and pay in like dimes and quarters. Um, but instead I just pull out my phone. I like take out two bucks from his account and then pay the lady. And it's, it's really cool because it takes away the the lost change, the lost dollars, um, and the whole like money management side for the little kids. Guys, this is this is an incredible opportunity because the school system is not going to teach your kids financial management, how to take care of their money, how to prioritize spending. This is all stuff you are going to have to teach your children. And we, we, we owe it to our kids, honestly, 
I knew nothing about teaching finances. I knew nothing about finances when I started learning about finances on my own. That was a really hard shock when I hit 40 years old to realize that I was completely illiterate when it came to managing finances and understanding the way money works. I spent a lot of my time digging and learning to teach myself. And then I thought, oh, wow, if I don't know at 40, it's because my parents didn't teach me because they didn't know. Well, my kids aren't going to know. They're not going to learn in school because I didn't learn in school. So I'm going to have to teach them this. Your app didn't exist when I started this journey for me. <laughs> this would have made it so much easier for me to start having these conversations with my kids. And guys, honestly, I just showed you on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. I set up an account today. I fully intend on using this product with my children because this will make this conversation so much easier with my kids. You have yeah, to do some things. I like to think of it as guardrails, right? Like you're not forcing the kid to do something. You're not forcing the parent to do anything, but it's also not like the whole wide world is open to someone who's just learning how to do finances. We just put guardrails in place so that you can't make a terrible mistake. You can't lose money. You can't spend more than you have. It's like the bumpers in, when you're bowling, it keeps you on track. Um, and so, you know, you can choose your path, but it's going to be a safe one. I, I can tell you factually, I actually know a couple of my listeners who've had the one click Amazon buy enabled on their, <laughs> the ended very badly. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's so many stories out there. Did you hear the one about the little boy who bought, I think it was like $5,000 worth of SpongeBob SquarePants popsicles that all showed up frozen at the same time. It was like, it was like a mountain of popsicles that just showed up and his mom was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, how do I, I can't even freeze these. There's too many. So yeah, every couple of years I hear another story like that. And I'm like, that's why we get ketchup. Yeah, yeah. I, I approved. Their son bought a couple hundred dollars worth of add-ons for a game that they had oh. bought for their kid. It was on their phone. It was connected mm -hmm. to their Amazon account. And one click was set up. So he was sitting there buying all these mods and ads, the little stuff they really make money off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the game. And like, I mean, they rung up a massive multi-hundred dollar bill. Oh, no. And all these little yeah, ads. I mean, why don't those companies make it safer for kids to spend their money? I wonder. <laughs> like, it it is easy for a reason, and um, yeah, if if you stand to benefit from kids making impulsive decisions, you're going to make it real easy for them. So, we're trying to do the opposite. We're trying to make it harder for kids to make um, financial mistakes, or if they do, you know, to be able to learn from them and take the time to have buyer's remorse. Mari, if our listeners want to get started with your app, what's the process? Um, if you guys want to get started with the app, you can go to ketchup.com to read more about us, or you can go to uh, ketchup.com backslash fallible man, um, which will be a landing page and will give you guys $10 off uh, anything that we fulfill. So you probably can't see it, but I am in an office full of toys. So we do fulfill some of the items ourselves. So if you buy from us, we will give you $10 off and I will have fewer toys in my office. So please <laughs> sign up there and uh, get your kids started on this journey towards financial independence. What is next 
for Keshop and Murray Collins Harris? Oh, um, well, for me, it's probably lunch. That's the next thing on my docket. Um, but for Ketchup, we've been doing some really cool stuff with AI, um, which my husband is like the technical arm. I'm more, you know, the design and concept and face of the company, but he's been, um, exploring how AI can help us make the app safer for kids. And I think there's a lot of stories out there about like how scary AI is because it's like, you know, generating pictures and stealing, um, stealing jobs and writing essays, but it is very, a very cool tool. And one of the things we're working on is making it so that when your child does a search, um, we can automatically block things that are not child appropriate. So um, earlier I'd said, you know, we have we have certain things that are blocked, like we might block beer and guns and stuff like that. But then there's a lot of other stuff that is like, what if it's a water gun? What if it's um, beer pong? You know, there's there's things where you can't specifically block a word mm -hmm. because there's other things that apply um, within that word. So yeah, we're working on making the search even better and safer so that, you know, kids can be free range and parents can be secure knowing that they're not going to find weirdo stuff on our site. Awesome. Awesome. Now guys, I know you're all dying to know what Hollywood director made his directorial debut <laughs> at school in 1971. It was so think, Martin Scorsese, right? It was Steven Spielberg. Oh, Martin you know what? I had to look it up too. I, I wouldn't have <laughs> not like one of those random facts. I knew off the top of my head. Mari, you guys are passionate about helping parents build a better financial education and future for their kids. What is the most important thing you want people to hear today? Oh, I want people to understand that building a financial education for your kids doesn't have to be hard. And the best way to do that is to make it part of a practice, to make it part of your everyday life, not sitting down with a book and a lesson and pulling your hair out, trying to teach a kid who doesn't want to learn something. It can be as simple as like, you made $5 today. Here's what you can buy, or here's what you can save towards and making it so that the kid is enjoying using money and letting money work for them. So, um, yeah, I, I hope that your listeners out there, um, come in, check it out. If you have any feedback, I would love to hear it because we're always trying to make it better. Um, and we're just, we're a very small mom and pop shop company um, on a mission to make parenting easier for all of us. Guys, from the Fallible Man podcast, be better tomorrow because what you do today, we'll see you on the next one. This has been the Fallible Man podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.